RTL Original Podcast. So today I'm joined in the studio by not one, but two of the Najafi sisters. They are the young, passionate and soulful co-owners of one of Luxembourg's oldest, most prestigious bookshops. While they've both worked in the shop before, the official takeover only happened at the end of last year. I look forward to picking their brains about turning passions into careers and the reality of working with your family. I'm going to start by saying a huge congratulations to both of you. I think that owning a bookshop is one of those romantic dreams that a lot of people have, but not many people can actually do. It's the first time that I'm interviewing two people at once, so I'm going to ask you to first introduce yourselves to our listeners just by telling us your name and something that makes you different to your sister. <laughs> <laughs> be so much fun <laughs> okay do you want to start oh, yes well my name is Ava or Ava um, I am 28 years old and um, yes as you know I work with my sister and um, I would say the thing that really makes us different from each other is um, my sister is a much more uh, how should I say enthusiastic person <laughs> and she always gets excited about uh, about little things and sometimes I have to stop her <laughs> just to bring her back to earth and I think that's the biggest difference. Elmira is shaking her head she's like that's not true. <laughs> okay. No it's true it's true. <laughs> um, I'm Elmira I will be 38 uh, in uh, 10 days or something. Um, yeah I'm the older sister of Ava and uh, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, what Alva says is actually not so wrong. Uh, I am very, very uh, impulsive. I'm very euphoric. Mm -hmm. That's a verb. I don't know. Wanna, um, but I think also that the difference is uh, she's more patient than I am. I like to get everything the minute that I think of it. Mm -hmm. I have to go for it. And I have very good ideas. And this is also how we uh, got to the idea to um, start the process of uh, of taking over the bookstore. Mm -hmm. It was very impulsive. Yeah. Very spontaneous, <laughs> <Yes>. actually. <laughs> so you grew up in Luxembourg, but are of Tirani heritage. Do you speak Farsi at home? And were your parents well integrated in Luxembourg, would you say? Um, I would say, uh, yes. Well, first of all, we speak Farsi at home. Um, Farsi with a little uh, German vocabulary in between because we are very German-oriented, mm -hmm. Germany-oriented. Um, yeah, I, I would say my, my parents, my, our family, we integrated very well. Uh, my mom, she was always very... Um, it was important to her that she... Uh, does the you know the traditions like Christmas even though we don't celebrate officially Christmas in Iran as as Iranians or as Muslims uh, even though we are not real Muslims but uh, <laughs> mm -hmm. um, she when we were little Santa Claus came and he put something in our shoe and we went leashed and and we would we did everything that every other child in Luxembourg uh, was doing except of uh, com communion I think it <laughs> 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 was the only thing that we didn't do mm -hmm. and uh, yeah I would say we're very well integrated. How did your mother learn about these things? 
Uh, I think uh, it was a big help for her that she was uh, working in a school back then. Okay. She was working with children. She knew about I don't know Mother's Day because they do the they do the crafts with the with the children or uh, whatever. Um, also Lichten or uh, Fuhrzend or mm-hmm. everything. Every every little um, little. Uh, how do you say holiday? Yeah, um, she knew of it like that, and she knew what comes with it because the other teachers in school explained it to her when she just started to work there. Because we we came from Iran to Germany, and Germany she didn't work, and then um, when we came here, she she got this job in a school in Bonnevoie, and that's how she learned all of these things. And I'm very grateful for that. That she also made us do, like, we celebrated those things. And yeah, it's she lovely. never made us feel like we don't belong here. Mm-hmm. We, we uh, yeah, like my sister said before, we celebrated everything the other children in our class uh, celebrated as well. Because you can feel um, a little excluded when mm-hmm. you don't celebrate, especially as a child, if you don't understand why you don't actually celebrate all the holidays they celebrate here. A hundred percent, yeah. yeah. I, I remember having that with my mum as well when I... So my parents met in London, but neither of them grew up there. So I remember the first holiday that my mum was like, oh my God, we're not doing that, was Halloween. <laughs> And I was like, I think it's like everyone was putting fake blood on their faces. This was like in primary school, you know, everyone had like fake blood and fake cuts and like, like black eyes and everything. And she was like, that's disgusting. You're not allowed to do that. And to explain the concept of Halloween to her was so difficult. So I think that you really benefited from having a mum who understood what all these celebrations were. And I think that being born of foreign parents in a country that's different to your own makes for a very layered cultural dynamic that only really your sister would understand your experience. But what does being Luxembourgish mean to your identities now? Well, I really feel Luxembourgish, to be honest. Mm -hmm. I know that my sister still has a, uh, she has a, like a relationship to Iran. I have two, but much less. Mm-hmm. So I really, I see myself as a Luxembourgish person. I um, speak, well, we speak a lot of Luxembourgish too. Well, it, there is the benefit of other people not understanding oh my God, that's you. It's the, <laughs> the best bit, yeah. yeah. So that's really cool. Yeah, like a code language, yeah. yeah. Um, Almira, you already have twin boys. What's important to you when you teach them things about cultural identity? I mean, I know they're very little, um, but what will be something that is very important to you? Well, actually, um, as Ava said, uh, I'm more uh, connected still to Iran, uh, as I think uh, either Ava or even my brother. Um, I think it's it's and I and I try to um, I try to give this also to my boys mm-hmm. because, for example, I they were only ten months old when Santa Claus came the first time, and they didn't, of course, they didn't realize what's happening and they didn't <laughs> know what to do or what's going on. But I want to go a little bit the same way like my mom did. Um, I want to I want to to show them the the Luxembourgish um, tradition. They are born here. They have already their Luxembourgish IDs. Um, and, and that's nice. That's that's that was very important to me. And um, 
but I also want to show them the Iranian, the, the, the Persian style, the Iranian way of, of living or food or mm -hmm. whatever comes with all it. All the good stuff, right? Yeah, all the good stuff. We are, as I told yeah. you before, we are officially, we are Muslims, but we are not practicing at all, mm -hmm. like uh, fasting for Ramadan or stuff like that. We are not doing, but we are celebrating Noruz. But Noruz is not a Muslim uh, holiday. It's the Persian New Year that mm -hmm. was um, uh, the 20th, 21st of of uh, March and uh, uh, like a few days before we jump over the fire to 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 um, make all the bad ghosts go away or the bad souls or whatever and 13 days after Noru's uh, we um, we we start well, well the, the New Year's the, it's like Christmas or New Year's and it takes 13 days and after the 13th day you put away you have to go outside do a little picnic it's all traditions unfortunately this year because of the weather and stuff we couldn't do all of it but um, it's everything that I want to show them show to my boys as well and I'm speaking Farsi to them mm -hmm. I'm speaking Farsi to them but they have only English books okay yes is that on purpose no, it's because we don't have Farsi books. <laughs> <laughs> and a little bit on purpose because the language uh, that is uh, not Farsi that my husband and I, we, we understand it's English. It's not German. It's not French. It's English. So, um, so in your home, you speak English. We speak a lot of English in mm -hmm. between. Like we do the Farsi Luxembourgish thing. My husband and I, we speak Farsi English uh, with each other. But between the two of you sisters, you don't speak in English. Not much. No, not oh, really. There are some words. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that brings me on to the love of reading um, and what languages you prefer to read. And you mentioned that German is something that's also um, quite important to you. Yeah. Um, I, I went to kindergarten in Germany. So Germany, German is, uh, for me, is uh, like my second mother tongue. I speak it fluently. I speak it without the typical Luxembourgish accent that everybody in Germany loves so much, apparently. <laughs> uh, my friends, they love it. They, they, they are very um, sad that I don't have the accent when I speak. But... Uh, um, yeah, so it's my second mother tongue and I learned to read in, in German first. Mm -hmm. So f German is always my to-go language. I love that language, even though I think it's the coldest ever and it's the non-romanticest ever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I love to read in German. But the thing is, uh, the, the, the positive thing that we have here in Luxembourg is that you get uh, you you get to learn all those languages like French, German and English so well in school that you can choose what language you want to read. I book. know that fascinates me so much. You know, I ask people all the time, what's your preferred language to read in? You know, yeah, I like to read in, in the original language that the author wrote the book. Okay. Like, okay, um, when I started to read all the Paulo Coelho series, I, I don't speak Portuguese. Yeah. Or I don't understand Portuguese, so I read them all in German. But, for example, I'm reading, uh, right now I'm reading... Uh, um, 1984 for the first mm -hmm. time because I don't know I missed that one. Yeah, <laughs> and in English, I read it in English. Yeah. yeah, I read it in English. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty much the same for me. I feel like we grew up in a German household. Sometimes I really feel so German, so connected to Germany too. Really? And yeah, we all we only watched um, German TV. German TV and my brother and I before going to sleep we listened to like. Um, 
like audiobooks. Yes. But in German. But in German, <laughs> yes. And um, so, yeah, it was always German, German for me. French is actually my weakest language. Yeah, for me too. I really try to read more in French because I want to improve it, but it's really... Um, I cannot express <laughs> myself in French the way I want to, the way the way I have it in my head. Mm-hmm. So it's always German. But um, since I work at the book bookstore now, I have to admit that um, there are better English books than German books in general. But not because the language is better. No, no. But you have so many, um, especially now I read a lot of self-help, self-educational mm-hmm. books, self-improvement books, motivational books, and you don't have that in German. And if you do, they're a bit crazy. Cheesy. Yeah. Oh, because it just it's just unnatural, perhaps, in that it's, language. It's, it's, it's like old people writing those books. <laughs> and then in England, you have those young people writing those books, so yeah. you can really relate to them. Yeah. And you don't really have that in German. Yeah. Uh, oh, I haven't found it. <laughs> Fair enough. Can you tell us how the opportunity to take over one of the oldest local bookshops in Luxembourg came up? Well, actually, it was, as I told you before, um, we were having a meeting with... Well, I, no, we weren't having the meeting with our accountant. It was my mom had a meeting with uh, her accountant. And I just had a few questions. And um, uh, we were just all together in my, at my mom's living room. Ava, me, my husband, the babies, the cats, everybody <laughs> was present. And I don't know how it started, but at some point before the, our accountant, he wanted to leave. I was just I, I was just like, why don't we take over? And then I asked the accountant, I was like, can we take over? And he said, yes, if you buy all the shares. And I looked at her and I looked at my husband and he was always uh, the one who to, to, to push me because I was a little scared. It's risky, blah, blah. But uh, he always kept on pushing me. And then I, I looked at her because she was working there for over a year now. And um, she was like, yeah, why don't we buy it? And that's it. So you were both enthusiastic. Yes. This wasn't one of the situations where you were over enthusiastic. No, 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 no. We were no. right were away excited. at the same page. That was probably her best idea. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and at the time, Ava was still working there yeah. because you were on maternity leave yeah. and you were covering. Yeah. So before you had gone on maternity, had you worked there before, Ava? I worked there as a student because actually I was studying. Mm-hmm. So I started working there in summer of 2019, mm-hmm. but just for for fun. Yeah, just for fun. Just mm-hmm. as a, it was a student job for August, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then sh- uh, I I didn't go back to university because uh, actually- it was too much fun. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I wasn't working at the bookstore either. I was just I wanted to uh, look for a job. I wanted to work for the Luxembourgish government, actually. And um, but while I was looking for a job, she always kept asking me if I could uh, replace her because um, the baby hadn't slept or I don't know. Mm-hmm. So I kept um, going there and I really loved it. That's the yeah. thing. I really loved it. And I started thinking about starting another job and I had difficulties just imagining working another job mm-hmm. where I had a team I love so much. And my sister as a boss, because then she used to be my boss. Mm-hmm. And um, so I really, I, I got used to it. I really got used to it and I appreciated it. Yeah. I really did. 
And uh, yeah, when the talk came up about us taking over, of course, I was all in. There was no doubt at all. From mm-hmm. Tell us what working in a bookshop actually looks like, because all I see is like you get to be around books all day long, choose your favorite books to put in the shop and then chat to your customers about books. I mean, for me, that just sounds ideal. But tell me what it's actually like. It is not so wrong what you're saying. It is like that. We look for the the books that we like to read or that we have read before or um, that we think that should everybody should have the possibility to read this or that book. Mm-hmm. It's really like that. So we look what we are interested in, not only Ava and I, also um, my other employees um, for the French books, because we, we, we really suck at French. Uh, <laughs> we don't know what's going on in France or in mm-hmm. French literature. We have no idea. And it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's not it's not good. But uh, uh, thankful. I'm very thankful that I have Brigitte, for example, uh, for the French literature or Antoine for the comic books in French, which is a big deal in France and in Belgium, for example. Mm-hmm. And it is really like that. You go, We go to the store, we unpack the boxes that just arrived from Germany or from wherever. We are always so excited to see what's new. She puts a lot of things on Instagram, which are uh, which are which kind is of a big success. Yeah, it yeah. works very well. On yeah. We sell so many things because of Instagram because people are just yeah. Can you put one aside for me? Can can I have mm-hmm. a reservation for this and that book? And that's really cool. And uh, this is also um, what we want to get. We want to get new readers. We want to get younger readers um, because I think the book was lost a few years ago. Yeah. Um, but. Now I think we're on the good it's way. Back. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's kind of and it's making, really it's having really, a comeback. Working in a bookstore is very romantic. Yes, it is the the way, like you said before. It's really romantic. It's really nostalgia, and you see books like when I go to the children's section, I see books that I, you know, when I started to read, this was my first book, or this was the one that I loved so much, or this mm-hmm. was the one that I cried over so much. It's it's very romantic, but it's also a lot of responsibility. It's a lot of hard work. A it's lot not of stress. It's a lot of stress. Yeah, yeah. Yes, for example, if there's a I don't know a Nobel Prize. Like every year since I uh, since I can't can remember that uh, when I worked at the bookstore when the Nobel Prize was announced, it was impossible to get it. Oh, because oh, it sold out. It was always sold but out. then people are asking all. Yeah. The yes. Yeah. So it's a lot of stress. So we always try to guess or have the shortlist or whatever or even Booker Prize or the Goncourt for the French books Um, we always try to have at least 10 or 15 of the shortlisted ones but it's always very risky Mm -hmm. Um, and last year's Nobel Prize was nobody nobody would have expected yes nobody heard of her and and it was impossible to get the books and it was a very very tiny editor they weren't even printed at that time when she won (laughs) none of her books were printed they just started printing them again again because she won yeah okay So yeah. it's it's a lot it's 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 fun yeah. because you're passionate about books yeah. and you have to predict the patterns a little bit you? Yes. you have to see it, what people will be bit, reading yeah. about you know yeah. like post covid yeah. what yes. are people going to be reading about yeah, yeah. They're yeah. not reading about COVID. No. <laughs> well, they started. Everybody was um, started reading La Peste by Camus. Mm-hmm. That was really, that book really had a comeback. And I understand because it's very similar to this, to mm-hmm. everything happening around us right now. But um, 
yeah, it's it's kind of difficult to predict what's going to be um, what people want to read. Mm. But we so try, we try our best. To, yeah. It's experience, actually. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and we try to have a little bit of everything, a yeah. little bit for everyone, mm-hmm. so that you when you come to the store you don't live without a book in hand and it's not because we want to run the business or we want to have a a, a good turnover or something it's because we want people to read mm-hmm. um, it's very it, it satisfies myself when I see that somebody comes in and he asks yeah I'm looking for the sapiens from Harari and he goes out with something completely different yeah. I love when, when that happens yeah. that happens a lot yeah. so I think we fulfill our mission as bookstore um when this happens. So I'm sure we'll be seeing some really exciting changes and improvements. And you've already mentioned that you want younger um, readers as well. As well as that, I'm sure you'll be keeping what works for the shop. Can you tell us what you're most excited to change, but also what you will definitely not be changing? Yeah, so it's a, this is a good point because we are in the middle of changing the first floor. Mm-hmm the first floor uh, and especially the children's section because um, I realized that we're getting more and more um, expats as customers, old customers that come back and they and want parents, uh, parents, parents, young parents. A lot of them come back and uh, they, they are looking for a lot of different kind of books. And my, my children's section is very small. Um, in my opinion, it's very small. It should be twice the size Mm -hmm. at least so now it's going to be a little bit more than twice the size and uh, we are doing that in the coming weeks we have students that come and help us during the next two weeks uh, for the Easter holiday and uh, we're changing that and then we also decided like Ava said before um, self-improvement books uh, self-help or I don't know how motivational motivational books they're very very uh, coming now everybody's asking for them or at least they see them in the store and they buy them Mm -hmm. so uh, I decided to also on the first floor at the end where the mezzanine is um, that we are doing a cute little lifestyle section um with those kind of books, tabletop with, uh, books, yeah, mm. coffee table books, design, travel books, but not like travel guides, yeah, but more like you know the nice books about Italy and India or whatever mm-hmm. um, that you just want to wa- look. And a big, bigger, and much, much bigger uh, cookbook section, yeah, because I realized that also during COVID, um, the cook uh, cookbook section is very much asked. So we are improving those sections. Uh, what I really don't want to change is the comic book section. The, of course, all the literature stays the way it is uh, on the first floor, uh, on the on the ground floor. So um, that's the biggest change that we're having this year, I guess. Mm-hmm. And things that you will not change because they just work so well. Yeah, it's the comic book section. Uh, it works very well. It's uh, very popular and we have a very, very big choice uh, for them. But it's mostly in French. The French are really, really into comic books. Really? I had no idea before I started working there. Maybe that's a good way to improve my French because that's something that I'm trying to do. It is. But it's Um, not for everyone. It's not for me. (laughs) (laughs) You have to like that sense of humor as well. You have to also like the format of the book, the size of the book, you know, and and the pictures. (laughs) And the pictures, yeah. Um, What would you say is the best and worst thing about working with family? And do you ever fight? Um, And how do you deal with the conflict? 
Um, actually, I have to admit we are really lucky because we don't fight a lot. And if we fight, it's not really work-related at all. <laughs> <laughs> it's not work-related. I think we are... Um, I'm, I, re I feel really blessed that I'm able to work with my sister mm -hmm. and that I love my sister so much because I know people that would fight a lot but I have never felt like I was in a situation where I was uh, treated badly mm -hmm. work-wise. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> so that's really, I, I, I can't answer that question because for me, in my opinion, there, there is no conflict. Mm -hmm. We didn't have, um, we really didn't have a kind of conflict that you know we had to sit down and figure out what yeah. to do or whatever but I think if at some point it's going to happen mm -hmm. I think we will be able to do it in a proper way like sitting down and talk about it or finding a solution to a problem or whatever but at the same time I'm very happy I to knock on wood that it hasn't happened before but if it happens I think it's going to be very hard because you're sisters yeah. because you have the emotional um, thing it's not like any other employee that I have that I can tell listen you did this wrong this was not the way to go or whatever it's um it's different you it's it's for me it's my baby sister I think it's still different than for her to to if she has a conflict with me and um I always want to keep her safe or um, you know, in in my little bubble, mm -hmm. nothing can happen. But um, it might it, it it might happen. It might not be avoidable at some point. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, we are always real to each other, though. Mm -hmm. It's not like we try to paint it pretty when it's not. So when I feel like um, because I I've been working there now, and she has been uh, with with the twins, and sometimes I just like. I feel like I have to update her on stuff and see she does the same thing for me because she knows the stuff I didn't know mm -hmm. and I I am learning the new stuff mm -hmm. so but that's really easy I just tell her yeah. or that's mm -hmm. big yeah. so this show celebrates the journey of successful people but no journey has ever been totally plain sailing at least from my experience with these interviews I imagine for a bookshop like Alinea, the biggest challenge are the retail giants who can deliver a book in 48 hours or less um, to the customer's doorstep. How can bookshops remain the attractive option if it can't compete with the efficiency of these delivery terms? <sighs> what I what I experienced during those last few years um, is that it depends on the people. Some people... Uh, it's, imp it's important to some people to get anything very fast. Mm -hmm. They don't care how. They just yeah. want it and they want it fast. Yeah. Um, but there are other people and that are, those are our customers. Um, they like to wander through the bookstore. They take time. It's, it's become a tradition for some people on a Saturday morning after they went to the market or before they go to the market, they come to Alinea and they wander around for, I don't know, half an hour, 45 minutes. And they look around and they discover stuff. And um, that's something that uh, the, 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 the 
other people, other um, companies, they cannot keep up with that. Yes. I mean, you can scroll on your uh, display for hours and hours, but it won't be the same as, as touching a book, as touching yeah. and and yeah. Well, before COVID, smelling the book, yeah. I used to smell the books <laughs> so many times. Even in school, the school books, I, yeah. I used to smell. <laughs> so nice. Um, but uh, you you cannot do that. Mm -hmm. Online, you cannot do that. I am very against online shopping. I love going to stores, any kind of store. I love being greeted at the door. I've been, I love um, being asked if, if I cannot find something or um, getting a recommendation or whatever. I don't care wh what it is, but I love to go to the store. But she's the complete opposite of me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just... Um I just try to avoid going into stores because I, how do I say that without sounding, sounding antisocial? <laughs> I avoid being around she avoids uh, social too many contact. people. <laughs> Which is perfect during COVID, right? Yeah. So that oh. must have really suited you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, I was really living my best life during COVID. Nothing changed for me. But it's true. The experience is not for everyone. You know, I'm like you, Elmira. I really enjoy you know speaking to, and I'm nosy as well you know I'm like what yes. book is she reading like yeah, if somebody yeah, comes too. in they're like I'm here for the book I ordered I'm like oh, what book did you yeah. order you know and even like it goes down to even if I go to a clothing mm -hmm. shop I will go to the changing room and I'll see what people mm -hmm. have tried on mm -hmm. and I will try them on too mm -hmm. you know well I've never bought a book online though yes yeah <laughs> well I think the other thing with books is at the end of the day you get the des like the desire, desire. to read yeah, yeah. a book when you hear someone speaking about mm -hmm. it, exactly. you know, yeah. and that's how you're inspired yeah. to then go, oh, maybe I should read yes. that. But simply looking at a description of a book, that's no. not enough. Even, the, mm -hmm. if, even if you read the reviews yeah. or something, it's not the same. No. I always watch my um, employees when they are um, with a customer, mm -hmm. especially Antoine, um, when he's... Uh, he's Talking about a comic book. Yeah, talking mm -hmm. about a comic book or he's also for the um, thriller, crime and sci-fi section for the French books. And the way he speaks... And, so much and passion. He, yeah, yeah, the way he tells about this book, I think never ever has a customer not bought, bought the book, book that he recommended. On his recommendation. Mm -hmm. Never. Yeah. Because he does it in a way that you cannot not buy it. Mm -hmm. It's 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 you get excited <laughs> and you want to see what's going to happen next. And that's that's the thing that online shopping cannot do. Well, I think we just have to kind of we have to move with the trends too. Yeah. Like we cannot stay the same as we were when um the first owner opened up twenty five years ago. Mm -hmm. That wouldn't have worked. So we are really trying to Improve. improve yeah mm -hmm. and we have to keep on improving all the time yeah that's yeah. what we're trying to do with the children's section now mm -hmm. because that's really i think that's going to attract a lot of um customers mm -hmm. and children and the children yes. are the future so yes. and for me as a mother who loves reading i would love my daughter to say to me on Saturday, can we go to the bookshop? Mm -hmm. And that's the end of the sentence. Yeah. You that know, used Marina, to be our childhood, yeah, actually. Really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't, I don't remember Ovo, um, Ovo's uh, 
relation to that, but um, when so I was when I was library. exactly when I was little at Centre Hamilius before Lafayette and everything was built, there was the Centre Hamilius where the police station was on the ground floor, and on the I think first or second floor there was the public uh, library, the Bibliothèque Municipale mm -hmm. that is now in um, next to Place d'Armes. And my mom and I, we used to take the bus and it was a thing. We used to take the bus and the bus stopped in front of the li library and uh, I was allowed to go uh, inside and I was allowed to pick three books. And each book was uh, uh, 20 francs back then mm -hmm. that you had to pay and I, uh, you could keep it for a month. So, but I kept it for a week. And that this was our weekly thing. Mm -hmm. We went there every week with the bus. I picked a book and then we went home. And then I read the book. <laughs> That's just That's so it. nice, isn't yes. it? And that develops into a lifelong habit, ritual, um, escape. Yeah. Um, but it starts young. So I think you're absolutely right to focus on the children. Yeah. What's the one book that you've read that has changed your life? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not answering questions. Well, um, I think it's really, it's one of the most difficult questions you can ask someone who reads a lot. Yes. Because I feel like every book I've read, well, especially the good ones, have left a mark. Mm -hmm. And every time I see that book, I think it just, it just pulled me back into that time I was reading that book. And there are so many memories that come with it. Where, like, where was I when I was reading that book? How old was I? How And... That's just the beauty of a good book. But um, there is one book I've read a million times. And it was actually a book I had to read um, at uh, high school for my premiere. And it was Homo Faber by Max Frisch. And I, I read it six months before we had to actually read it for our German class. And I just read it on a plane to Miami. So that's the memory I have that goes with it. Because that was a great trip. And... I loved the book so much that I read it. I read the whole book on the plane ride. So, um, and then I read it again on the way back. Mm -hmm. So that book. You liked it that much. Yeah, I yeah. loved that book. And could you still pick up and read it now? Yeah, of course. Yeah. There are some books that you can read yeah. over and over, over, and again. over again. Yeah. 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 For me, that's The Alchemist. I could read that over yeah. and over yeah. again. Yeah. I read that also so many times. It's and each time it's different. Yeah, because that's you, you notice sure. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Sure. And then with every time that you read it in different stages of your life, it it you you discover new things about it. Mm -hmm. And other things get relatable that weren't as relatable before. Yes. Yeah. I used to, uh, we read Alchemist in, in French class in my high school, and it was my suggestion to read it, although I, I haven't read it before. I, I just said I Let's was tired. <laughs> yeah, I was tired of reading uh, World War World War yeah. II books. So I said, let's read something like this. And my teacher, he was not amused. He was like, this is too much spirituality. <laughs> <laughs> but then we read, we, re, uh, we read it in class and nobody liked the book except, except me, yeah. of course. <laughs> and uh, it was in French. So I was struggling with it. And then I read it in German. And then I read it in English. And I read it all over again. I love that book as well. I think mm -hmm. it's a beautiful book to find your way, to listen to your heart. And um, But it's very difficult. I, I told Ava when you texted me last night, I was like, oh, my God, Ava, Marina wants to know which book had a big <laughs> impact on our life. What do I say? There are so many. Yes. There are, uh, and it doesn't have to be like... Well, it doesn't have to be the ultimate, I would say. I would say a book that changed your life then maybe. 
or like a, a book that has left a lasting impression? I think, um, well, I was very small when I read that. I was like 13 or 14 years old. It's, I think it's in English, it's called The Solitary Mystery. Uh, and it's written by the author who also wrote um, Sophie's World. Okay. Jost Garda. Uh, he's Scandinavian. He's very into philosophy. I was very much into, I still am a lot into philosophy. I just don't have the time anymore to... Um, to dig in um, but uh, that was a book that was lovely to read because it was again it was not a fantasy book but it played with your imagination and with your way of seeing things like the normal daily life that you're having and uh, it's all about uh, the perception that you get and um, I think that book had the biggest impact on me and being creative and me not taking everything for you know, normal granted. and for <laughs> no, no, not granted. It's more that oh. oh, the sky is blue. That's normal. No, it isn't. It's extraordinary. Or the cow is giving milk. It's extraordinary. Stuff like that. It might sound a little bit um, cuckoo, <laughs> but um, it's not. <laughs> it's not. And we should not take everything um, that we see or experience or that the plane can fly. It's not normal. It's a miracle. Everything is a little miracle in life. And that that I, I love that book because it made me see things like that. And a little bit also how children see things. Mm -hmm. They are excited when they get the first time on an airplane. They don't know what's happening. And I think it's lovely. And you should always be very enthusiastic about those things. And life should never get use, usual for you, yes. normal for you. And that's, that's the, yeah, that, yeah, that book. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So my last question that I ask all my guests is, what would you tell your 18-year-old self? Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, I'm going to start. Please. Um, well, I didn't really have a wild youth. So um, I would tell myself not to put pressure on myself so much because I put so much pressure and I got so much pressure from everywhere because of high school expectations yeah mm -hmm. and uh now i got my high school diploma and i'm like okay what what's now? next <laughs> <laughs> so it was not as much of a big deal as i always thought it would be in my future so just don't be so... I, I wish I wasn't so scared of the future because I was really scared. I was not excited of what the future would hold for me. I was just scared all oh, the time. And yeah. that's um, that's because of the society we live in, mostly, mainly. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, that's the only thing I think. You take that fear yeah. away. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Do I have to answer? <laughs> <laughs> if you have something to share... <laughs> Well, other than her, I had a wild youth. <laughs> and I was not scared of anything. Mm -hmm. I wasn't scared of anything. I don't know. I wish that I traveled more, what she did. Mm -hmm. uh, I didn't travel that much as I wish that I had. Um, but I wouldn't change a lot. If I could turn back time, I would not change that much. Because I had, uh, I had a lot of fun. And we ended up where we need to be. Yes, yeah. and so. in the end, um, I, and I tried so many different things. I, I, I did every kind of job that you can possibly do as a student or after a school or whatever. And um, I was never scared. 
uh, I was also, I don't know, jobless for two weeks maximum because I always found, found my way to, to do something. But I was never scared that what's going to happen to me or, or am I, what will happen to me in 10 years or where, I, where, where will I be in 10 years? No, no, I'm, I'm, no, I don't think so. (laughs) Very good. Thank you so much for coming in and sharing us and doing it together as well. That was really cool. (laughs) Um, We're very excited to see Alinea grow and become a part of our own history um, as we grow old and become parents and um, have many experiences in the bookshop. And I hope that you continue to share your passion for reading because that really shows. Um, So we look forward to seeing what you guys will bring to the table. Thank you so much. Thank you. you.